Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Schweitzer. Welcome to Worship Today. It is really good to be with you wherever you're at. I'm Jim. I serve as a pastor and a host for our experience today. If you're a guest with us, we're especially glad you're here. We have a gift for you, and we'd love to send it to you. It's a Starbucks digital gift card. We'll send that right out. Check in with us today. Also, today, we're continuing our series. It's called Elijah, Just Like Us. It's week five. And we're exploring the faith and life of Elijah, a life, uh, a human being just like us that God uses. And he, Elijah, God through him really gives us hope. So look forward uh, to this message today. And if you'd like to go deeper, go to sumc.co slash next. And we have sermon discussion questions there and more. So enjoy doing that. And now let's hear from Stephanie, Stephanie who keeps us connected. Hi, I'm Stephanie. For the next two weeks, we're gonna be collecting food for our Flourish Food Pantry. Each week, the Food Pantry at Schweitzer provides an incredible ministry to our local community. And you can make a big difference by stopping the next time you're at the grocery store and pick up a few items to donate. Some of the specific items we're looking for include canned fruit and beans, laundry detergent, and dish soap. You can find out more and a full shopping list at sumc.co slash next. On Sunday, October 24th, from 3 to 5 p.m., we're hosting an outdoor fall festival here at Schweitzer. This will be an afternoon packed with activities, including music, games, a pumpkin patch, and a trunk or treat. You can find out ways to volunteer or host a trunk at sumc.co slash next. There is a lot going on here on campus that we don't always get to talk about, including events for kids, students, even pickleball on Wednesday nights. In addition to following the next page, you can keep up with all that's happening here at Schweitzer by signing up for our e-news and following us on social media. We are so happy that you're here today. Let's continue with worship. Thanks, Stephanie. If you're worshiping with us live, we invite you to engage. There's a chat feature on your screen. Say hi to your friends. Also, let us know about your insights. Also, there's a prayer button on your screen. If you'd like to receive prayer, we have people available to pray with you. And now let's, uh, let's worship, let's celebrate God on this day that God has given us. Doug is gonna lead us in worship. With a thousand tongues to lift one cry Then north and south and east to west We'd hear Christ be magnified And were the whole earth echoing his eminence his name would burst from sea and sky From rivers to the mountaintops We'd hear Christ 
Yeah. 
Let's pray together. As we come to this time of prayer, we thank God for relationship and the gift of prayer. And this week in our uh, scripture, we see that uh, it's really all about relationship. Elijah with Elisha. And it's really about uh, mentorship, friendship, relationship, pouring into each other. God is in their midst and it is a, a really uh, special gift that God gives us as in this world, uh, we're really not to be alone, but we're a blessing to each other and then to the world. And so today I invite us to reflect and meditate upon who, who is in our life that we can encourage, uh, pray with and for, be open to uh, other people who uh, come into our lives and what, how can they bless us. And so in this time, let's just reflect on our relationships and uh, how we can bless others and also allow others uh, to uh, really bless us. In, in other words, make each other's lives better as we do this for the world. Holy God and kind, kind Father, uh, we do thank you, uh, first of all, for the gift of relationship with you. God, uh, you are our foundation. Lord, uh, you are everything to us. And in our relationships with people in our lives, help us to be open and paying attention and uh, where uh, you are leading us to, to encourage each other, to give each other hope, uh, to pray for each other, whatever it may be, God, you know, but help us to discern, that is to see and to know uh, how you are working in our midst and the people around us. And again, help us, Lord, to be open, open to others, open to what you have for us as you, in your providence, place people in our lives and uh, you desire for us to have uh, beautiful and good relationships. So Lord, we, uh, we thank you uh, we love you, we praise you, and now we pray together the prayer that you taught us and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we come to this time of offering, we thank God for God's generosity in our lives, God's care, and we respond to God by giving back. We give out of our resources, our tithes and offerings and gifts. Your generosity really matters. For example, we launched a new ministry this weekend here at Schweitzer called Second Season for people primarily 55 and above, but we don't card anybody. And this experience uh, is helping us in the second season of life connect with each other, grow in a relationship with God and others, serve, have fun, and so much more. And this ministry continues with fresh monthly experiences that you can be a part of. If you go to sumc.co slash next, you can find out more and join us. Also, we can continue to give to 
Support this ministry and so many others by going to sumc.co slash give. We really appreciate your generosity. And now we're, we're going to week five of Elijah, just like us. Jason's gonna lead us in a sermon. So let's, uh, let's watch, it's gonna be awesome. This is the story of Elijah. Someone just like us. Elijah journeyed to find Elisha, the son of Shaphat. He found him in a field where there were 12 pairs of oxen hard at work plowing. Elisha was in charge of the 12th pair. Elijah wrapped his cloak, his token of spiritual power, around Elisha. At once, Elisha abandoned his oxen and chased after Elijah. Elisha called after him, Please, let me tell my father and my mother goodbye. Then I will follow you. Go ahead, said Elijah. But mind you, don't forget what I've just done to you. So Elisha returned killed his oxen, prepared a fire, and cooked all the ox meat. He offered the food to everyone in his family, and they feasted. After the feast, Elisha joined Elijah, becoming his right-hand man. Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Jason from Schweitzer Church. I want to thank you for joining us in worship today. Uh, we're continuing our sermon series on the prophet Elijah. Elijah is somebody like a lot of other people when we turn to and we read from or we see their stories portrayed to us in the scriptures. Somebody who is inspiring to us. Somebody we, we see who stands for the Lord with a, a voice and a sense of conviction who is bold in a number of ways. Somebody who in some ways we see like a hero. And sometimes when we see a hero in the scriptures, we begin to ask ourselves, I wonder if I could be like them. And sometimes we forget the reality that Elijah is someone just like us. Because not only is he bold, not only is he courageous, but Elijah is somebody who has weaknesses, who has doubts, who has struggles. He is, on the one hand, incredible, and on the other hand, very much prone to doubt and yet, with all of those realities, God comes alongside of him and says, Elijah, there's a life here that I can use and I can use to bring about justice and mercy and grace in my world. As we look at Elijah's life, we're reminded that our lives can be just like him. In fact, our hope and our goal for this series as we look at Elijah is that we would be encouraged to know that there are places where we're bold and strong and courageous and there are places where we need God to speak and move in our own lives because there are weaknesses we know. So today, we're going to continue the story of Elijah. We're going to find our story recounted for us at the end of chapter 19 in 1 Kings. And this story really builds on and, and builds off of what Pastor Spencer talked to us about last week. Last week, we heard about Elijah, who was in much despair, and he ran to the mountain of God. He went to the mountain of God, and it was there that God spoke to him in a still, small voice, or as the Hebrew says, within the sound of silence, God revealed himself, spoke deeply to Elijah's soul, to the blues that he was really carrying. 
And from that point, God then begins to build into Elijah, to convey to Elijah some things he's supposed to do in terms of a next step. One of those things that God brings to him is this challenge or this, this call to not be somebody who is going it alone. In fact, it's not just a call that God brings to Elijah in that moment, but Elijah along the way has been complaining from time to time that he is somebody who is going it alone. In fact, three times before he ever has that moment or that encounter with God, three times, Elijah within his own story says, I'm going it alone. In his address to Ahab on Mount Carmel in chapter 18, Elijah says this, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. Then as he makes his way, as he's running to the, to the mountain of God, he says, I'm the only, only one left twice, really who has any care for the covenant that God has made with Israel. In Elijah's own vision, in his own speech, in his own heart, he, he's failed to see or give account to the reality that there are other people alongside of him who also love and care and are trying to f- walk in the ways of God in his own world. He misses the person of Obadiah who tells him right at the front of chapter 18, look, Elijah, I've been trying to follow God even as I've been a servant of Ahab, the unjust king. I've been trying to follow God. And in fact, I've supplied a hundred servants of the Lord and kept them hidden in a cave. Obadiah is somebody that Elijah overlooked. He overlooked his own servant. A number of times we read about an unnamed servant who's accompanying Elijah, and he just misses him. Elijah also misses the woman, the widow of Zarephath in chapter 17. And then the Lord has to bring back to him the number of seven other, 7,000 others who have not bowed their knee to Baal when they're up on the mountain. Elijah is carrying some great work, but in the midst of that carrying of great work, he's, he's adopted a sense of tunnel vision. And he hasn't let people come close to him. And so the Lord says to Elijah, and sometimes he says to us, you need somebody who's going to walk alongside of you. Elijah has failed to see what others are doing. And so he's walked down the path of despair. He has a woe about him. Fascinatingly, beautifully, grace-filled, the Lord doesn't call Elijah on the carpet. This is grace. Jesus, many times, hears the disciples say all kinds of things, but he doesn't call them on the carpet. Jesus works with them, and he works with us as a potter works with clay, molding, being gentle, working with those places where we're flexible, and advancing the cause. The Lord on that mountain begins to whisper to Elijah in the silence, And he gives him a task. I want you to go, Elijah, and I want you to tap three people on the shoulders. Three people who will work alongside of you in the work that you've been given to do. And three people who will seek to bring justice in a a world that is not very just. Well, the first person that he taps, and the story that we've seen on on the video before us, is the person of Elisha. Elisha, when we meet him, he's out plowing in the field. And he's plowing with a, with a whole lineup of a number of animals. Obviously, Elisha is somebody who belongs to a very robust family and a very verdant community. 
Elisha is somebody who's connected and he's open to being connected with other people. One of the first steps of of meeting somebody that we can be a companion with is they've they've got to be open to being connected with others. Not only is Elisha that, but he's also got a sense of an awareness of the, the law of the Lord. When Elijah comes along and he puts his cloak upon his shoulders and then he runs off, it's a very interesting an almost perplexing um, scene there. Elijah understands <clears throat> that, the, that there's a calling being placed upon his life. And yet at the same time, he realizes that that calling that's being placed upon his life in that moment with the prophet Elijah doesn't usurp or, or overcast the Ten Commandments, the law of the Lord that's been given to him. And so one of the first things that Elijah says to, uh, Elisha says to Elijah is this, I hear this calling, but let me go back and honor my father and mother. One of the things that doesn't pass away, even with the fulfillment of all the law with Jesus, is the task to be people who honor our fathers and mothers. So Elisha asked for that privilege to go back and honor his father and mother to fulfill the law. The other thing Elisha has that makes him and will make him a great companion of Elijah is this. He has an awareness for spiritual practices that that are not always described fully within the pages of Scripture, but he understands and he sees what God is up to. He's willing to, to go to places where God may direct and everything may not be fully spelled out. Elisha believes in the dynamic work of God in their own day. So he's got eyes for what God is up to. He's also somebody who has an appreciation for the community and the world in which he lives. Notice this, when he he goes back and he asks Elijah for the privilege of of going to see his parents, he goes back and then he says, I'm going to make an, an offering to the Lord. And he takes those oxen that he's been driving and he places them on, on an altar. He makes an altar out of, out of the plow that he's been using. And then it turns into a barbecue and he feeds all of the people that are around him that he's been working with. And he feeds the village that they're that they've been close to. There is something about Elisha that he deep down is somebody who is devoted to honoring others. One of the great calls, the great invitations that God gave to Abraham in the several calls that God made covenant with Abraham was this. Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nations. Elisha is somebody who hears that call to be a blessing to others and desires to live into it. And he also recognizes that Elijah, this prophet that has come in and out of the story of Israel, this prophet Elijah who has been walking with the Lord, there has been a cost to walking with the Lord in Elijah's life. Elisha recognizes that there's probably going to be a cost in his own life. And so that's where he takes these oxen that he's been driving and he offers them as an offering to the Lord. And in fact, he takes even the plow and uses that as the kindling for the barbecue. There is something in that where he says, I recognize that there's a new path in front of me. And the path that I've been on, I can't retread those steps but I've got to walk forward into the future. And so Elisha comes along, or Elijah comes along to Elisha, and he taps him on the shoulders. And Elisha begins to walk in the shadow of Elijah. 
He becomes his protege, his friend. And then when the Lord takes Elijah up into the heavens, Elisha continues the work of God. One of God's blessings in Elijah's life at this moment in time, one of God's cures for the blues that he's had, one of God's cures for the, his inability to see the world through the eyes of God's kingdom is to bring along a friend, a faithful friend. And a faithful friend is one of God's gifts of grace to him and to us. Dennis Kinlaw, who uh, reflected on the life of Jesus in a little book called Let's Start with Jesus, was reflecting upon God's nature and the nature of Jesus in, in terms of Jesus being somebody who is connected with the Father. And that connectivity gives him a sense of strength and hopefulness and cheerfulness, regardless of the circumstances that he's in. Dennis Kinlaw says the key to understanding Jesus doesn't necessarily lie with Jesus himself, but it lies beyond Jesus. Jesus, he notes, lived joyously because he lived from another, through another, and for another. Jesus was the divine son of God, and he was a perfect human. Yet he wasn't the center of his own universe. From that theological perspective, Kinlaw draws out this reality about our own personhood, how this idea of Jesus being connected with the Father, and you see all of that in John 14, and, and the sense, the meaning that it has for us. He says this, personhood's original meaning is to be found in relationship and mutuality. That is, we can't go it alone. To be a person, even a perfect person, is to be incomplete. Kinlaw says, no person is ever complete in or in or of himself or herself. A person's completeness lies in being connected to others. Like the eternal son, we find our completeness in relationship to our source and our sustainer. The person who is alone is not a whole person because no one person is ever supposed to be completely alone. But we find our completeness in being related to others, in trusting love. Now, Elijah made the mistake, saw unwittingly, thought that he was alone when he really wasn't. But the Lord, in his kindness, pointed out people who could be companions in his work, in his life, in his journey. The Lord, in his kindness, pointed out some people who could be friends with Elijah. And so Elijah finds the Lord urging him, not to be somebody who goes it alone. And this story is repeated across the pages of Scripture. Whenever we think we find somebody who's a real hero of the faith, we always find that they're connected to somebody else. David had his best friend in Jonathan. Paul had Barnabas and then Silas and then Timothy and Mark and Titus. Mary has Elizabeth. Ruth has Naomi. Everywhere we go looking for heroes of the Bible, they're always connected to somebody, deeply connected to a friend. So how, sisters and brothers, can you and I find a kindred spirit? How can we find people to walk alongside of? 
Jacques Maritain, who was a um, philosophical writer and contributed to some of the documents that helped to form the United Nations, in a work called Reflections on America, said this, and I've been struggling with this, or I've been holding on to this for some time. He said, friendship requires a great waste of time and much idleness. To enter into a sense of kindredness of spirit, we have to be willing, um, Marathon would say, to avoid two robbers of friendship. The first is this, the thirst to always be productive. He said, oftentimes, the need to be productive keeps us away from developing deep friendships with others because it takes away our sense of conversation, finding out all of the things that make another person tick. And then he said, another robber of deep friendship and deep idleness is this, the stupefying passivity that is more often than not developed by movies or television. If Maritime was with us today, I think he would say one of the ways that prohibit us or keep us from developing deep relationships are the number of screens that we have around us and the screens that we're always checking and the fact that we don't enter into the moment of being idle and with someone else. So Maritime would say, and in fact, if we look at the life of Elijah and Elisha, if we think about Jesus with his disciples out on the Sea of Galilee, fishing or not fishing, we're just hanging out. One of the things that we see is that there is idleness and there is time together. One of the other things that we also see within this text is the reality that sometimes the Lord whispers in our ear, there is somebody near to you who needs a friend or whom I'm sending you to be a friend to. And we have to have the courage to like be like Elijah to go to somebody and tap them on the shoulders. Now, there is a great mystery in the words that take place between Elijah and Elisha in this moment. Like, I am struck by, and I don't have an answer to the full sense of meaning. And if you read the scriptures in a lot of different translations, you'll see that none of the translators fully understand what Elijah means here when he says, go on back to Elisha. But think about what I've done to you. Some of the translators say, go on, what have I done to you that you would, you would follow me? But there's something about that in the mystery of those words, in the mystery of that tapping Elisha on the shoulder, in the mystery of God pointing Elisha out to Elijah, there is something about that that is a gift of grace. That friendship isn't something that needs to be forced, where it isn't something that needs to be odd or uncomfortable, but it's a gift from the Lord. And sometimes the Lord puts people in our lives that we simply need to go alongside of and we need to tap on the shoulder. And we need to inquire, who are you? Are you a kindred spirit? Are you somebody that I can walk with, be a companion to in life? Are we headed in the same direction? Does God want to do something with us here? One of the ministries that we have as a church that we feel incredibly called to is to helping people find those folks who are kindred spirits, who the Lord wants us to walk alongside. So one of the ministries we have here at Schweitzer is to put small groups together or help 
small groups form because we think within the fabric of small groups, people share their story. They find the stories of others intriguing or insightful. They see with somebody else's eyes, with somebody else's perspective, and they see in many instances God at work in our world. And it's one of those things that just gives us hope and encouragement and strength for today. If you're a part of a small group, that's fantastic. If you're not a part of a small group and you'd like to be, we'd encourage you to reach out to us. You can go to the page sumc.co slash next, and you can find a tab there where you can reach out and seek to be connected to a small group. There are a number of groups that meet virtually as well as some that meet on campus, but there's a place for you. You don't have to make the journey alone. Then one of the other ways that we can be connected and we can find kindred spirits is when we enter into a place of service. One of the places that I love to go and visit on the campus of Schweitzer is the food pantry. It's not so much that we get to see, especially in the, in the season of COVID, we have not been able to interact much with the people that have been coming to be a recipient of the pantry. But I go to the pantry because I'm finding a lot of people who are there that are interacting at deep and meaningful ways as they serve others. And in the pantry and in the stories of those who are serving there, there are a lot of challenging stories. Many of those who are serving have gone through some of the hardest times of their life. And yet in the act of doing good, they're building a community that supports and prays for one another. They're finding that the Lord is near and the Lord is good. I love to go to the pantry and see people developing deep, strong friendships. One of God's gifts to Elijah is the gift of a friend and a companion. One of God's good gifts to us is a companion, someone who gets us, someone who understands what our task and our focal point and our purpose in life is. Our task, our task is this, to listen to the sound of silence, to that still small voice. And when the sound echoes to us, we need to move in concert with the sound of God's voice. For God, in his grace and mercy to us, calls us to walk with others as we walk with him. Thanks for joining us today. I pray that you find someone to walk alongside as you follow after Christ. The Lord be with you and keep you. Amen. Thanks everybody for being in worship today. Special thanks to Stephanie for keeping us connected. Doug for leading us in worship, Jason for the message. We appreciate the encouragement. And if you know anybody that could use uh, this message in their life, especially about relationships, giving hope and what God desires for us, share it on social media. Thanks for doing that. And we look forward now to seeing you back next week for week six of Elijah Just Like Us. <laughs>